Hi, welcome to another episode of A Big Girl's Guide to Love the Podcast. I'm your host, Jen PK, and I have my friend, Casey Coleman. Hey, Casey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How's it going today? Uh, low-key day. I totally blinked and, and uh, forgot that we were doing this on Super Bowl Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep it. We'll keep it tight today. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. It gives me something to actually do. I don't give a shit about football. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was telling my stepmom that yesterday. I was like, uh, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I know I'm supposed to care. If I was like, if I was married to somebody or dating them or whatever, and they were like a football person, I'd probably watch it with them. But I'd yeah. probably be the chick making the snacks and stuff. See, I like that person <laughs> better at the Super Bowl parties. Than the, the assholes watching the game. I'm like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be the chicken there. Make, I just, I'd have all kinds of snacks. Because my dad used to. Huh? I'd be hanging out with you while you're making the snacks and I'd be drinking. I'd be like, that looks really good. Let me know whenever that's done. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would have to have somewhere for you to sleep is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd have, a, I'd have a car outside. It'd be fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if you're welcome in my house, you'll probably be welcome to sleep somewhere. Um. But I used to tell my stepmom, I used to watch it with my dad all the time. And, you know, he would have it on the big TV and I would go get my little TV because back in the day we had such things where cable didn't have to be connected to it. And I would watch The Simpsons or whatever, whatever was coming on Sunday night, Simpsons, Married with Children, all that kind of good stuff. That sounds way better to me than watching The Simpsons. (laughs) Like, I love The Simpsons, so I'd rather watch that. Yeah, they just like wake him up and 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 just tell him what the score is and say go to bed and then, you know, he'd go to bed. Because eventually he would go to sleep because he'd get up, you know, at the butt crack of dawn to go to work. So I was amazed that he made it that far, made it past oh, seven o'clock. Just like passed out during the game when he yeah. make it to halftime. I think he would like make some chili or something and he'd maybe have a beer and then just, you know, the day, yeah. <laughs> the day gets away with you. And I was like, we're still having, we're having quality time. Though. We're in the same room. <laughs> Yeah, I've just never really been into it, man. Like, I used to be into football whenever I was a kid, right? But I don't know. I, I think I just got my heart broken too many times by football teams. I'm like, I can go find girls to do this for me. Like, I don't need to have, <laughs> like a team of men to break my heart. <laughs> it just takes one girl instead of a team of men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. There's not too many girls out there breaking your heart, are they? Uh, not lately, but it's happened you know <laughs> I know you talk a lot of about uh, dating your comedy Casey is a comedian who I met a hundred years ago when I tried to do, <laughs> when I did comedy for about two and a half years or something like that mm-hmm. and then took a long break and then tried it again and then took a long break and then uh, I'm on another break um <laughs> Because I don't feel like going to open mics. I tell that to everybody. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Open mics suck. (laughs) (laughs) Really suck. I was like, well, you end up seeing a lot of comics that you're not like, you're like, I don't, I don't want to see this person. Like, I don't, (laughs) if I didn't have these new stupid jokes, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's, it's rough. Sometimes it's like a morale killer. I think Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, if I go there and like, I'm, you know, I come out there and I'm brand new because these people don't know me. Yeah. I wasn't brand new 10, 12 years ago or however long that was. I'm really bad with time, which is your episode is a big girl's guide to timing. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad at time, so I forget shit. But, you know, way way back in the Arlington hyena days. 
I was not um, new anymore. So, you know, I didn't have to wait till two o'clock in the morning to go up. And I think I made it up to like, you know, maybe 10, maybe 11. <laughs> and now it's like, time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think now it's like, I go, like I'm playing, you know, you know the chairs, like everybody's gone. Cause really when you go to open mic, except for the few drunk people that show up who want to drink in the middle of the week, um, it's just other comics. And we're all looking at our papers, trying to figure out what we're about to say. Yeah. It's either <laughs> that, or it's like, because comedy is super clicky sometimes. It's comics that know who you are, but they're specifically not laughing at your jokes here on stage. So you're like telling a joke, and you're like, fuck you, that was funny. I don't know why you guys are being jackasses right now. <laughs> it's, just, it's just how comics are. I think That's a lot scary. of comics, Well, I think a lot of comics, like if you get more than they do, they want to see you fail. So they try to manifest it sometimes. Oh no. <laughs> see, and sometimes... I hear, because I talked to um, a friend of mine who's, who's you know, just started off her comedy career, but she does a lot more stuff. Like she does storytelling and improv and stuff like that. I talked to her in a different episode because I met her when I took a class at DCH. And um, she, uh, she was like, everybody's so nice. And I was like, maybe this is where you go because what well, I see. <laughs> The difference between like stand up and improv like improv like they're all supportive and they want to take care of each other you know and stand up's like uh okay now that you're here you need to know in what ways you suck and <laughs> i don't like you yeah <laughs> was it so you actually so you did comedy for a bunch of here and then you left and went back to so basically, the, the way it started, I started when I was like 18. Um, I was doing comedy here. I did it until I was 27. And I took a break and went back to college for like four or five years. Okay. Uh, got my degree. So that was cool. And then I came back and uh, been back for like maybe two, three years. Wow. That's so crazy that I'm just now talking to you because I was just like, I think I talked to you more when you were gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, no, I think a lot of people here? did. They're like, did Casey die? What happened to him? Let me check. <laughs> like, no, I just like snuck out of the city. That's what happened. <laughs> I was just like, I would see you like every week and then all of a sudden you were gone. And then I knew that you went, you know, that you left town and, you know, we talked about, you know, you getting your degree and what you were doing, you were writing stuff and everything like that. And it's graphic design is what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I pretty much so you, like freelance whenever I get opportunities to. It, it frees my schedule up to do a lot of comedy. So. And you're doing it, and you then you came back, and when I noticed you come back, like through the DFW comedians and Facebook and stuff like that, because you know Facebook chooses who I get to see yeah. <laughs> on my wall. Yeah. So when I see when I saw you come back, I was like, he's got show after show after show. Like he never freaking yeah. left. <laughs> yeah I mean uh whenever I first came back I felt kind of like you did you know like there's so many people here like they don't know who I am and I yeah. don't know who they are but then whenever I started kind of getting back in the groove more people were like where the hell is he getting so much stuff he just started I'm like mm -mm, I did <laughs> I've been doing comedy <laughs> probably I was doing comedy when you were in high school so <laughs> it's a it's a weird feeling but yeah but yeah now everything's kind of picked right back up uh, I'm booked up pretty much every weekend. So 
I see you being busy. Are you gonna take it? Are you gonna do the big like LA move or something one day? <sighs> I don't know. I think I thought about it whenever I was in my twenties, and now I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm too old now. I don't know if they're gonna be like, mm, you're in your thirties. You're no, <laughs> no. I don't know if I should do it or not. But I thought about maybe trying to get my stuff together with like screenwriting and script writing and then because you can be whatever age yeah as long as you're good you know well some people start late or you know what you know what some would consider late you know yeah. one of my favorite movies is this movie with um julie kavner i think it's called this is my life i say it's one of my favorite movies i don't know the title but i like the movie <laughs> I never see it. It's like it's not it's not ever on. And like I can't find it because it's so I guess obscure or something. I don't know. Like I can't ever find it, but it's like it's Julie Kavner, you know, who does all those voices on the Simpsons. Yeah. She's like Marge and the sisters and some other people. Um she was a, she plays a single mom who lives in New York and she's got these two daughters and then she decides to she wants to try stand up and then she does and like just she like blows up you know and so it's just like that kind of balance being a mom and you know being who yeah. you want to be or whatever and so it's just like this one of my movies that I just like and people keep trying to get me to watch that Mrs. Maisel and yeah, I don't have anything against it but I feel like it's gonna make me cry because, <laughs> because I'm not doing I know, it I tried to watch some of it but like I don't know I just kind of it was one of those shows that I kind of got lost in the middle of and I was like did I see the last episode I don't know what's happening anymore I'm just gonna I'm gonna go this way I'm gonna go I'm gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> he just bounced out of it yeah I just I, have to start it over again if I tried to watch it it was all right I, though I mean it wasn't bad it's kind of like a if Lenny Bruce was a housewife who just got a divorce kind of a thing, that's the kind of the vibe I got. Okay. <laughs> like in the forties and she's saying like, she's cussing and saying all kinds of stuff she's not supposed to, so. Okay, of course. Cause that's what, that's what female comedians do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if you, if you said fart in the forties on stage you'd probably get thrown in jail, so. <laughs> yeah, right that's not proper at all but she does wear the dress so I give her that she's wearing the dress and the little gloves from what I can see in the pictures I haven't watched it yet but my friends are always like you should watch that because you know you do the comedy and I was like first of all I don't do anything in real life but I have done in my mind and on my Instagram profile I'm a comedian um <laughs> I could if somebody asked me to do it I'm sure I could pull something together for sure <laughs> I got, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I lucked out. And that's got how it works. You're like, eh, I'll pull something out of my ass. I'll figure it out. Like, yeah, I got some stuff, you know, some of my best stuff I wrote that day, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, like I almost never know what I'm going to say. And then I'm just like, and it never comes, when I do plan it, it never comes out the way I thought it was going to. That's why I don't. Yeah, it's like that sometimes. I'm like 50, 50. I can plan it out and it'll come out right. Cause I'll like go over the wording. But then sometimes I'll just say something and slips out of my face hole on stage. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. I'll keep that. I'll, uh... <laughs> yeah. I remember um, when I started, everybody would try to give me like advice, which is cool. I didn't mind it, you know, because I really didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. You know, part of it's confidence, even though a lot of comedians don't seem to have personal confidence, they have to have confidence when they go on the stage, yeah. you know, like have conviction that you like you believe this shit is funny. 
yeah you might not have like confidence in other areas of your life you're like I, I can, i'm pretty damn funny though i can handle this part of my life yeah <laughs> you know, the rest of my life is like a dumpster fire i can handle this part you know? yeah which in some ways i feel like that's like a prerequisite for a good comedian is for your a little depression a little self-deprecation for some a little alcoholism some of us it's you know we eat something i don't i don't drink alcohol you know it, but it, you know it could also be other illicit muffin yeah. drugs maybe you know a little too much you know doing it <laughs> i don't know Everybody's i don't know if there is too much of that jen i don't know <laughs> i don't know i've been single for five years so all well, of this see, yeah i'm kind of the same like i i have i go through like sex hibernations for a while like i'll it'll be good and then i'm like okay i gotta i i don't have my uh i don't have anything working for me so it's just a sex hibernation like i'll I won't touch anybody for a year. Hibernation. <laughs> <laughs> Just go in your cave. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. hilarious. That's is that one of your is that I'm gonna tell you like my kids, put that in your bit. That's, that's what my kids tell me I'll, all the time. I'll try to work on that. Sex hibernation. <laughs> and then out of nowhere it's mating season again. And I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my kids are always telling me, they're like, yeah, put that in your bit. That's funny. Put that in your bit. And I'm like, First of all, when do you see mom leave the house to go get on, do a bit? And secondly, put it in your bitch and write it down. You be, you yeah, be you the go, You go do it. You go do it. You <laughs> do it. TikTok and you do it. Oh yeah. Like you're hilarious. Get on there. You're on the internet. I always like, there's some, you know, comedians that came off the YouTube. Like, I don't know what they did in their hometowns, but it's like, that's where they got their thing. Is that like a lot of pressure for you to like get on the internet? And uh no, not really. I mean, I've thought about like maybe doing like a YouTube or a TikTok or a podcast, but it just, you know, I'm a comic. Sometimes it just never happens. It's like I talk about it and then it never happens. But uh, no, like I think a lot of a lot of the YouTube comics, from what I hear, they just start on YouTube and then they start traveling and doing stuff and they can't actually perform like a norm, like a, a comic would like they they come there and then they sell out and then they like bomb for 50 minutes on stage and oh, no. like hmm, we're never having you back like <laughs> what i have all the all the youtube followers but we don't give up we don't care oh no that's because somebody told i took another comedy class because that's a way to get on stage if you don't feel like going to open mics you just pay some hundreds yeah. of dollars and you take a class and then you get a showcase and then you're there and then maybe somebody will invite you out i think i got one invite to do a show after i took a class um yeah. you know nothing after that then the pandemic hit and then i took another class Which during the pandemic were you taking really they... i <clears throat> i took the dch class back in 2020 okay and then i did um uh, Marissa asked me to do a, a, a showcase with her. She was my one of my teachers. So I joined her showcase and I got to see Billy McFarland again. And that was exciting. Oh, um, did he so do I went back in time. Huh? Did he do the showcase? I just saw him like two weeks ago. I did a show with him. Yeah, but that was like, you know, forever years ago. But that was, you know, uh, 2020 or whatever. I was just excited to know somebody on there other than. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I remember you you know then I was like you know it's funny because it's what you don't want to do is like be in a show with people and you, you have no idea what they sound like yeah and it just kind of like womp, womp. 
uh, <laughs> which yeah. is another hard part of open mics is when you go after some people and you're just like, okay, you had crickets. There's gonna be crickets. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of people with open mic, and that's a, that's a lot of people with open mic. I would laugh at all of y'all back in the day. <laughs> I would just sit back there and laugh. And we appreciated that. We appreciate that a lot. It because us- you know, it's hard when you're just the one person in the room and you're really trying your best. And some of the stuff is funny, but like some people, like you said, don't want to laugh at you. Yeah. For whatever reason, or they're you know just very absorbed in whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes me wonder, like, over the years, how much, how many good jokes that I threw away just because open mic sucked? And I'm like, I threw away probably 30 minutes of good stuff. <laughs> open mic was like, Mm-mm, that's not, that's not good. Your stuff's not good either. I don't know why you guys are so hard. Yeah, for real. Um, but I took that, um, we'll bring it back out of retirement, shoot. Um, because I know a lot of people keep those notebooks. My, my notes are so freaking scattered. It's yeah. not even funny. It's just random nonsense. I've got a bag full of notebooks in my closet right now. And then I put it all on my computer. So now I have like huge files of just a bunch of jokes that I've never said to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, maybe we just get out there and just say them to see what happens. Because well, that's, that's what people do. That's what people do. The problem is that I have this backlog of all this material that I've never done. And then I still write new stuff a lot. So I'm yeah. like, that's what I'm more interested in right now. Like, oh, that's that's pretty good. I like that new thing. I'm gonna go do that instead. You know? Yeah. Just go I back just, and get. Back. I never come back to that old stuff. It's just always sitting on my computer. I'm gonna go back and get those George Bush jokes. Button <laughs> <laughs> jokes, pull them out. Yeah, this is for you, over forties. Uh... <laughs> Bill Clinton had a saxophone. Um, but he uh, <laughs> got a few things going for him. But yeah, I, um, I took the Dean Lewis comedy class last August. Mm. And, and so then I did the, you know, they have the showcase at the Addison Improv. And I did that. And that was the last thing I did. It was, it was fun. My friend recorded it for me. So that was good. I took this <laughs> class like, God, it was years ago maybe 2015 or something Mm -hmm. wow but yeah same thing just but he like already knew like me and a couple other comics were already actively doing stand-up because one thing that he always tells people in the class especially new people is like don't go up anywhere like you go up on the showcase oh really doesn't want them to get like i guess he doesn't want them to get beaten down at open mics like there's time for that later you know <laughs> but he would always tell like me and liam like uh you better do stuff that you wrote in this class don't bring out your material and i was like okay like it's fine i'm trying to write new stuff anyway i don't <laughs> that's too funny because i totally told some old shit <laughs> i already had it that's kind of the thing too i wonder like how he would know if i I guess it'd just be like, you didn't pitch that in class. What is that? I'm like, mm, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I was like always the best student. I was just, it was, it was on Zoom too. So it was a little bit awkward. Oh. And then like the, like we did an online showcase too, like a Zoom one or whatever. So that one was super awkward. And That's then we did the in-person one. Yeah. I've never done any, I didn't do any Zoom shows whenever, uh, 
the whole pandemic, everybody was quarantining. I, yeah. I, I just like stayed with my girlfriend at the time and like helped her around the house and pissed her off some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you still your girlfriend? No. Okay, I guess you. I guess she successfully pissed her off enough. I guess I don't know. I thought I was. Per- I thought I was a perfect fucking angel, but she was like, Mm-mm, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> you got to move on but that gives you more material because you you listed in there that you like to talk about your life in general and your dating life so yeah I probably got god I wrote so many jokes about her (laughs) (laughs) that is too funny Um, the problem is she works at the like one of the comedy clubs that's another problem that I have I need to stay away from the like dating the waitresses that's (laughs) (laughs) but like she sees it sometimes and I'm like "Mm." You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> they say you shouldn't, you know, poop where you eat. So, oh, we didn't poop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're into. <laughs> no judgment. It's 2022. Apparently, apparently, comedy club waitresses. That's that's comedy club waitresses <laughs> that have kids. That's what apparently my thing is. Okay, so you want to be a stepdad? It's not that I want to be. I, I think it's just now. Like I'm in my mid 30s. It's like finding. Pretty much any girl that you date might, there's a good chance she might have kids. So you just have to be open to that. This is true. This is true. That's why I'm going to wait till I'm much older because my kids are like 17 and 19. So I have to wait for everybody else to catch up. (laughs) I don't be with some like guy with some like elementary school kids, middle school. No, 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 no. (laughs) My kids are about to go. My kids are. already got through that. You're like, "Mm -mm, not. No, my kid, my my oldest is about to have a degree. I can't, I, oh, I, I can't do, I can't do that again. Is your so, oldest going to college? Yeah, he's uh, majoring in information security and cybersecurity, something like that. Information technology oh, and cybersecurity. Wow. Nice. That's a that's a tough one. My brother does stuff like that, so good for him. He's much smarter than me. So I was like, Mom, you should do some computer stuff, and I'm like. I already have two degrees and I'm just, I mean, I keep going to get degrees because I don't want to pay for my college loans and stuff, but I don't know if I can go back yeah. and snag that one right now. I'm already in a program. I'm, I'm in my second master's program right now. <laughs> well, see, it's like, too, like it's easier for younger kids and people to just get it to say that. I'm like, dude, I just had trouble getting my Zoom camera to work. Like you have no, <laughs> I can't do that other stuff. <laughs> No, you're not old enough to have those problems yet, Casey. I do. I am. I find myself <laughs> saying, whenever I was younger, like a lot more now. And then my knee goes out. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I get depressed every time I realize that I can say 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, something happened 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, like for me, my high school, uh, my high school reunion, I don't know if they're having one, but like I graduated almost 20 years ago and I cry about it every day. <laughs> I can't I, believe it. I, oh, they would have already had, they would already had my 20th high school union. I wasn't going to go anyway because I told my, my best friend from high school, she wanted, she was like, are we going to go? And I was like, I told you these things have to be in place for me to go to this, any kind of reunion. I need to either be really skinny, married to Justin Timberlake, super rich or we're both single and you're married I'm not skinny Justin Timberlake is married to Jessica Biel and I still live in my hometown so clearly I don't have any money so (laughs) 
it's like, interesting. We had the same goals for high school reunion, and I'm not going to click any of those off either. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we get along. That's why we get along. You used to make me feel really good back in the day, like you know about my comedy and stuff like that. And I appreciated the small things, like walking me to my car because it was nighttime. You're such a gentleman. Yeah. Well, it's scary out in these streets too, Jen. Like I, I totally get it. I want somebody to walk me to my car half the time. But <laughs> walking by Dallas or the Dallas Hyenas where they got the the dart going next to the club and like there's so many hobos around. I'm like, oh, mm, I, I don't have any money. I'm just trying to get out of here. I'm a comic. You just saw me come out of the comedy club. I clearly have no money. <laughs> What's your favorite spot to play? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of different places that I like. Do you mean like going to open mics or going to like just do show shows? I guess just to do show shows. Uh, well, I really like Fort Worth. I mean, it's, it's always like super, uh, super fun. It's really yeah. easy. It's, it's one of those that you go to, to like, I, I'm going to feel like a rock star this weekend. Like I'm going to get hit on. I'm going to like kill every show. When I might get free drinks, this is going to be great. And then you go to other clubs and it's like, why do I still do this? <laughs> you work your ass off. Uh, but uh, like New Year's, I did a, um, a theater gig, uh, like 400 people. That was really fun. Wow, look at you. It was, uh, that was pretty cool. It was in Fort Worth, too. It was scary, though, because it, uh, it was in the uh, stockyards. We were mm -hmm. going to theater in a stock in the stockyards in Fort Worth. So many rednecks without face masks on. Like it was, uh, they had their cowboy hats on, but they didn't have any facial covering. Of course not. It's Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I've got to get away from. I'm just walking down the street like a vampire, just like trying yeah. to get my way to the car or to the club. And, uh, but it, but like they don't wear their masks either. Like when you're in the club, because they're like eating and drinking and shit yeah but this was worse because it was like the streets were packed so it's like i don't have to worry about it's not normal like where i have to just worry about 50 to 100 dumbasses. like i gotta worry about a street full of people that are drunk and <laughs> like singing george Strait, and like this is just not what i want to deal with in general but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's scary it's scary out there texas is, is not about it's about per like protecting your body i guess but like not your health i don't know yeah, <laughs> like a, i don't know like protecting so, your gun collection and yeah, <laughs> that's the word i was looking for <laughs> gun collection yeah. yeah they love those here <laughs> it's so scary right I but I was, I this um this woman that i follow who's a um a speak a, like a professional speaker and she does a bunch of other stuff she was just thinking, God, she was just talking about how, how it's so scary to go out there now. You know, yeah. these, you know, now all they're, they're taking all the CD, the CDC is like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. And, you know, and, and venues are not making people wear masks. And it's like, and you want yeah. me sitting here with these people coughing and breathing and, you know, droplets coming at me. And that's, I was just like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, do you, do you ever get like, that's what keep, that's another thing that keeps me from going out besides my, my fear of open mics is you know those people just like breathing and shit on me and like you know yeah, if you make sure. them laugh stuff it's gonna come out and it's coming at you now as much as thomas uh nichols 
he told me he's like there's an invisible shield up there and i'm like where <laughs> that's like, he's like jen there's an invisible shield that keeps you from the water droplets i was like you're a liar yeah, i don't know what he's talking about that is <laughs> Did like, Thomas start doing drugs recently? <laughs> I think he goes to cereal, but yeah, he's too hyped up on sugar and and uh, Red Bulls, man. Like <laughs> I think that's what it is. He sees something that we don't see. Because <laughs> well, then I started thinking, maybe I was like, do clubs have like plexiglass or something? So I would totally um, go the if there's plexiglass. Do. The improvs do, like they have, because they it's tiered up in seating, like uh, stadium seating. So they'll put up like plexiglass between the between the uh, tiers, but none of the other clubs do that. No other clubs do that. Like, thankfully, I only have to worry about going from the back to the stage and back to the back. Like, I don't <laughs> have to be around a lot of people all the time. But uh, it was scary. Like, I was working with Billy uh, a couple weekends ago at Comedy Arena. <clears throat> we were like, I was featuring for him and uh yeah there were like two or three people the whole show just coughing and i was like man i don't like this like if, <laughs> if if i remember i audibly said on stage i was like man if coughs were last i'd be killing this shit right now <laughs> gonna get me sick I thankfully i didn't get anything though you know it's so terrifying especially when it's like when they have those like guttural coughs it's like you hear mm -hmm. something, you're like, oh, oh. stop. That. One of them was a dude right up front. And I was like, okay, <laughs> they need to go back to temperature checks at the front door because I can't. <laughs> something can't is with wrong with you. <laughs> well, it did scare me a little bit too because I got like a sinus infection, you know, and I started uh, like that weekend after that and I had to go to Oklahoma City. Yeah. But I was, that's where I was like last weekend. And I was like, oh, my God, those coughing people at the comedy arena actually got me sick. And then I was like, I did a COVID test, like a at-home COVID test before I went up there. And I didn't have anything. So I was like, thank you. Oh, made it through another week. <laughs> it's so hard. I had COVID, actually. My oldest son and I had COVID last year. And I, I know too. I got it from work. So I admit it. What's weird is this is actually my uh, one year anniversary, I think, to the day. Like Super Bowl Sunday last year is whenever I found out I had COVID. Because <laughs> me and my roommate ordered, uh, I don't know, do you know Paul Smith? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we ordered like pizza and wings and stuff from this pretty dope ass place. And I was like, dude, I can't taste any of this. I can't smell it. I can't taste it. Oh, no. no. I went and got, yeah, I know. I the wings were so good and I couldn't taste <laughs> that was the saddest part to me I was like this stuff is oh I can't taste any of it so I went and got tested the next day and I had had COVID that was my son's saddest part too because mine was worse than his and that that was the part that made him really sad was he couldn't taste anything he was like this sucks <laughs> like he wasn't he was you know he was laid up neither one of us got fever or whatever but I didn't, um, I didn't get anything I had the whole I can't I had the whole like I can't breathe thing and when I got it I didn't know I had it I thought I was just tired from school because I was an elementary teacher so yeah, I thought I was just tired was. from running around and stuff like that and yeah, I thought it was, for me I thought it was just sinuses because I have bad sinuses and Texas yeah. is just like a lot of girls I've dated one day it's hot next day it's cold you know I get <laughs> sick of it yeah. and my sinuses just kick my ass but no 
but thankfully that's all I had you had like the breathing issues and yeah and sometimes I still don't know if I can smell or taste things exactly the way they're supposed to I don't know I keep trying I was like (laughs) there's this lady that me and my friends know and she's cool so I'm not gonna say her name but one of the things she told us she's a larger lady and she told us that she can't taste anything so I would always be like why are you so big though because you can't, you can't taste anything. You're asked to eat anything and be fine, yeah. right? So then I get COVID and my ass can't taste anything. <laughs> I did not lose anything. I lost like, well, I think I lost a few pounds because of the other symptoms, but yeah. I was still trying to remember taste. I was like, that's what she's doing. She remembers was, what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, I was all frantic. I was running around the house snipping the bags of coffee and stuff. I was like, what's going on? I can't smell anything. Like I was... I was losing my shit, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. It's a real, it's, you don't realize how much you miss it till it's gone. You're just like, yeah, I can't smell anything. I get excited when I can smell stuff sometimes, sometimes, not my dog stuff, but other things. (laughs) Well, that's how it, that's how it happened for me is like whenever my smell and everything came back, it just so happened to come back in the middle of something that was uh abhorrently smelly so i was like mm, i'm glad to be able to smell again but this is the worst timing for, <laughs> for this to happen the sex yeah. so how did you how did you plan your so, we, so i said your your episode is called a big girl's guide to timing how did you decide your timing was to like return to dallas return to stand up well i missed it <laughs> that's pretty much it like i was gone for four or five years and I just missed it and I got a job here for a little bit like I was working at a clothing company uh so I just decided I was going to start going out doing comedy again uh that's pretty much it you know how do you work on your comedic timing uh well thankfully like it was something that took me a while to figure out but like now I just know the way that I write and things have to have a certain beat and a certain feel to them. You know, it's almost musically oriented in a way. Yeah. Like, if I write something, it's got to be ba 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 or ba ba ba. You know, it's got to have that feel to it. So, and that's why sometimes I'll write something and I'll figure the right way to say it after I got the right wording, you know? Yeah. Like, does where to get, put the correct emphasis. Does it get harder now that you get all the laughs? sometimes it is and sometimes it's not like I go through droughts but then I'll like write five six new jokes a week and I'm like okay so it's like uh it's kind of like the sex hibernation only with jokes it's like (laughs) sometimes I got like way too much and I I it takes me weeks to work through new stuff and then sometimes I just don't have anything yeah, it just kind of comes at random, right? I mean, yeah. I've never been one of those people that can like force myself to write. I've tried it. It's like it didn't I come out. Like so. everything is just random. I still try to do it, but it's like it just doesn't come out right. And uh, I just write stupid stuff. Yeah, it's like <laughs> not even stupid good. Like stupid. Why would you think you should even say this to another person? Like, <laughs> do you ever say it to the other person? Do you say it to somebody? Do you get it out? Uh, not usually uh I was at an open mic after that comedy arena show uh because they did a late open mic 
I just went through my phone and found a bunch of dumb stuff that I've never said. And I just went up like rapid fire, just like looking at my phone and like saying it and none of it worked. So, <laughs> except for one thing, one thing worked. What's your, what's your style on stage? Do you think, do you, are you a book character? Some people like to take their notes up there. Even, even on, in shows, I've seen people, I uh, know like Dion Cole holds his phone. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was like, I like people are like, why are you still holding your phone? He's like, I've always done this, this is what I do um yeah I remember who was so who was it was it Dave Little that would like have like note cards or something or like a notebook uh, who was to, that he used, to, he used to carry like a, a whole like a letter that he would read on stage so he'd have like yeah. this and he'd just read it and turn the pages and so yeah Dave used to do that I know whenever I started a lot of comics just like bring a notebook up just like boom put their notebook on the stool but the thing that I do now like I do this mostly at open mics, but if I have like five or so new jokes, I want to work into a, a show and I got like 20, 25 minutes, yeah. I'll, uh, I put it on my phone. I don't know if you can see it. I just put it on my phone like that and I'll look down every so often because a lot of people think that comics just take their phone up there to record their sets. Yeah. And so it's kind of a sneaky way for me to do it. Uh, and it looks natural because a lot of other comics are like oh, I'm gonna record this, but I'm like no, I'm not recording it at all. I'm just like <laughs> I'm here cheating. And then other times I just don't take anything up there. Like I already know what I want to do. Yeah, and just kind of like see what happens. Sometimes yeah, oh, yeah I just kind of make that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Did well, I say something about Limp Biscuit? Did you go back in time? Is that from your notebook? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a newer, uh, kind of a newer like quick joke that I. It's, it's a little dirtier, but it's, I can tell you if you want. Uh, sure. So uh, I took a pretty hard personal hit recently. Like um, this guy came up to me the other day and told me that I look like I fucked a limp biscuit. What? What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Please say so you did it all for the Nikki. Mm-hmm. If you know me, you know that's not true at all. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do it to. I'm I, assuming I, calming noises in the forest. Uh, yeah, whale noises. Whale yeah. noises. <laughs> <laughs> Nature sounds. <laughs> Nature sounds. It's good. Yeah. I try to make her make the noise that the animals are making. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like a good dolphin. <laughs> Yeah, I think if well, you can make the dolphin squeal come out, you really, you really hit the nail right there. Uh, I don't know. That might just be the wrong hole that you're trying to put things in. And she's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Look at you writing jokes coming out of your hibernation right now. Uh, <laughs> so what open mics don't suck? Give me some advice. It's probably quicker to tell you. Uh, yeah, it's quicker to tell you which ones don't suck. Um, I'm really not sure about, I know Mana does a lot of really good mics. So she has one on Tuesdays at a place called Funky Picnic. Yeah. Uh, there's this new club that just opened up. Uh, I know the guy's name's TK. He's doing an open mic. I've heard it's really good. So I was thinking about, I usually like to try to hit two mics on a night. Uh you were talking about DCH, right? They closed and they, it, it's new owners. They reopened it as DCC, Dallas mm-hmm. Comedy Club. Their open mics on Wednesday are pretty good. And uh, Mana has a 
on Mike in Fort Worth on Wednesdays called Twilight. It's at a place called Twilight. It's mm-hmm. usually pretty good. I usually work a lot of stuff out there. Uh, and then sometimes uh, the hyenas, open mics can be hit or miss. Uh, Fort Worth hyenas can be really good sometimes and then nobody sticks around other times. So yeah, there's like a handful of really good ones that you can work a lot of material out at. But then there's so many other ones where you're just like, I'm just like killing time on earth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I went to one open mic, I think with that um, Mana, it was like, it was a long time ago and it was at this bar and there weren't that many people. I don't know that it's there anymore. And I want to say it was like, it was since it was near my old job and I want to say yeah. it's like main street or something. I don't know. Oh, mass. Oh, mass. mass. That's what it was. She used yeah. to do that, and she used to do one called uh, Tin Tin Panther or something like that. That sounds know, those like are, something. Those are, those are old. But I went. I think I went to that mass one, and I think that's the only open mic I've been to in the last forever. Because I was just like, I didn't enjoy myself, so <laughs> this was like, I decided I didn't want to do. I was like, it's so late at night, and I think. Uh, and I was like, sometimes it rains and then I don't go. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes with like the new people, I just feel very intimidated to come out now. Uh, like they're I, just, they're like really doing shit. <laughs> Some I, of them, yeah. you know? I, I was intimidated a little at first coming back out, but I mean, if you just work through it, like I had, I worked through it and now I'm came out on the other side a lot better for it. You know, like I'm, yeah you know, the point where I've got like 30 minutes, I'm like featuring in places. I'm going to, I have my own comedy arena headline weekend coming up this year. Uh, I'm planning on trying to build up to a 45, try to start closing rooms next year, try to record another CD. So, well, okay. not CD, album. People don't use CDs anymore. <laughs> so what is, what is, what is the um, process for recording an album? Uh, the first time I did it it was just very DIY like I had a just a little camera that I was filming my set with and I had Mm -hmm. a really good set and the audio was pretty good so I was I think I was in North Dakota I was like this sounds really good I'm just gonna put this and strip all the video off and just put it on a CD but the next time because Perio just recorded a an album and he knows a guy that I'll actually come and professionally record it like he'll he'll link everything up to the board so that they hear you through the microphone perfect I think he'll even give like a lapel mic he'll put drop mics in the audience so it picks up the laughter really well I think that's how I want to do it next time <clears throat> look at you because I wonder when I see people like we're like oh I'm releasing a comedy album I'm like you're going like like I just wondered like the I don't know that I've listened to anybody's comedy album and stuff like a Richard Pryor or something um, <laughs> like yeah. like like do you do like do you go in a studio and just start talking to yourself mm, or are you doing it like at a comedy club and yes it? live at a comedy club and uh I think I want to try to do it like if I can get bumped up to hyenas like a feature at hyenas I want to record it at Fort Worth and just do it like Perio did like he did uh two different 30 minutes each night and just yeah. them, and they're gonna just like splice it all together you know I did forget I did go see Tyson Pfeiffer record his album 
I didn't really know what was happening, but I was sitting there. Oh, in the red room. <laughs> How was it? How? Because it was. He's. I, it was interesting because I hadn't. You know, he's cool people. You know, it's not always my flavor, but I laugh at you know people who yeah. I consider you know a friend or whatever. You know, if I consider your friend, I'm gonna laugh. Yeah. Uh, he had some unexpected guests. He had this one guy. I don't remember his name. I want to say it was Prather or something. And I um, didn't expect to laugh at his, at his <laughs> I did. I was like, he's like, he's one of those, he's like, a, he strikes me as a conservative type uh, country kind of like type a, person. Is he kind of like a cowboy comic or something like that? I think I know who you're talking about. I don't know if he had a, like a cowboy hat on that day, but maybe he does. But I feel like he does some like the blaze or something. Like, I feel like he is one of those people. So like, cause I think I looked him up and I was going to follow him, but then I couldn't because it, I, was <laughs> I was like, I can't be associated with this. Yeah. Um, but he was actually, I'm, you know, funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I know who you're talking about. I think he started off like doing a lot of online videos and stuff. And then he started doing stand up. And I've never seen a stand-up. I've I was always like, mm, I've seen your online videos. I don't need to see this in person. Like I need, to, <laughs> need to keep this away from me. I feel like I got the weird uh flip on that, you know, like people hear me and they're like, You sound really redneck sometimes on stage, but everything else, if you see me, it's like, you don't look like you're <laughs> like, you look like I look like in video games, like the default white guy before you change it up. Like he's got a beard, weird haircut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, if it works for you. I mean, yeah. you know, you look the same to me. <laughs> yeah. You look, yeah, you look like this, whatever color. This, yeah, I've had this look for a little while now. You Played look very early 2000s. <laughs> Maybe that's how the little biscuit thing makes sense to people. That's there, there it is. The early 2000s, late 90s. And keep that same like can't hardly wait situation going for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think kind of what it is is like, I don't know, like this is the only look I've really found that worked for me. So I just stuck with it. But I'm, I'm also like, I'm going to have to change something before I get in like my 60s or 70s. I can't have this weird hair in my 60s or 70s. Like, I mean, gonna... I think if you have it, I just mean, just be glad that you have hair in your 60s and 70s. I mean, I will be happy if I still have it. But... <laughs> just enjoy it. Old dude with like a, I don't know if it's a faux hawk or what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> so the the big girl role that you chose, I make everybody pick a big girl role that resonates with them. And you chose big girl role number 888. Age is more than a number. Why'd you pick that? Uh, well, I think I think it makes sense uh, on multiple levels, like because we met each other whenever like I was I was we were both way younger. <laughs> like I was probably I don't know in my early twenties whenever we met, but like life has just changed so much. Now I'm in my thirties, uh, and I'm still trying to make sense of everything. You know, yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm this uh, more mature guy but then other times I'm like I'm still stupid I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get that I I probably met you in my late 20s early 30s I think yeah. is where I was because that's like after I got divorced is when I started trying to make myself do stuff so I was just like I always tell people that my life didn't really start till I was like 27 because that's when yeah. I just started kind of doing trying to figure out how to do stuff for myself yeah. um because I was just a 
a mom. <laughs> I was just a mom. I was just like, I graduated high school and like, now I'm a mom. Um, and I had things that I wanted to do, but I really wanted to focus on just being a mom. And I thought I was going to be a housewife and a military wife. Like I thought it was going to be so many different things that I didn't worry about that. I was cool with backburnering things. And yeah. then I decided, I remembered, man, you wanted to entertain like your whole life. That's what you wanted to do. So, you know, figure out how to do that. That's yeah. what I was trying to do. And um, in some ways I feel like I've grown. And in some ways I still feel very much like I'm the very same person I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know? I, I think that's normal though, Jen. I think that's normal. I think it's normal. It to normal? Be like, I think so. Uh, maybe I'm not the right person to ask, but <laughs> I, I'm the same. I feel like I've grown in a lot of ways and other ways I'm still like super stupid, goofy. But I think that translates onto the stage too. I'm like super goofy kind of a guy. Yeah. But I know sometimes when to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I understand when yeah. a lady tells me to be serious now. Um, <laughs> sometimes life makes you be serious but like I I always tell my kids like life doesn't really mature past high school like we're I mean it's just like high school with bills it's, we're just doing the same shit people are still people clicky are still people are still worried about the wrong thing people are still who they were you know 10 20 years ago yeah but you know now we have bills and other people to take care of yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's pretty much true you know I mean I still wake up on Saturday mornings and watch cartoons I was watching Life with Louie the other day on YouTube and I was so excited oh I haven't seen that in so long but it's on YouTube I yeah. was like because you know Louie Anderson died recently right so mm -hmm. it just made me like feel super nostalgic my son was like I never heard you talk about my Louie Anderson and I was like that didn't mean that I didn't like him I just <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of stuff in life dude I can't talk about everybody I enjoy calm down yeah that's that's always interesting when kids say to their parents like you never talk about it. like I was around quite a, a little bit before you came around so yeah <laughs> I had a whole life before you like I never heard you talk about that and I'm like well, it doesn't exist for you. So it like, you know, like that was yeah. my childhood. <laughs> and then I've existed in your world for the last 17 years. So, you know. Yeah, it's like, I think kids now, they come up in such a different kind of a world than we did. Like we had to, we had to find, if we liked the show, we had to know when it came on <laughs> and be there to watch it. Yes. Or else we just miss it that week. Like, oh, I'm going to stream it. I'm just going to stream it. Yeah. I, I, I seriously feel like kids think that the internet is just like God created the earth and the heavens and the internet. And then <laughs> that's how it happened. No, <laughs> there's no, there's no waiting anymore. It's like you want it and it's, it's right there pretty much, unless you don't yeah. have, you know, cable, in which case then you do have to wait for them to put it on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hardest wait of all. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> or wait for the show to come on Hulu the next day. You're like, ah, oh, I want to watch it now. I think our uh, childhoods prepared us for this, though, Jim. <laughs> the whole time. But all the time, I wish I could VCR things. Like, DVR is just not the same. I want to yeah. put it on a tape. Yeah, I kind of miss all that, like, tape and video, like, VCR. But also, I kind of don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're so big and bulky, and like you had to have a completely different shelf to put all your tapes on. Yeah, you can only uh, record over it so many times. 
before yeah. it just starts skipping and looking crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you got to adjust the tracking. Like nobody, like kids wouldn't know what I'm talking about. I was like, I had to adjust the tracking. <laughs> if I really like something, I had to pull that little tab out of the side so nobody recorded over it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot about that. That's crazy. <laughs> or like uh, when you want to hear your favorite song, you just have to sit there all day long so that you yeah. could record it on the little cassette. And you're just yeah. like, I know it's going to come on. Yeah, yeah, I know it's gonna radios and sit them in front of each other and just record when it finally came on. Like, kids don't, <laughs> know, the kids don't know the struggle. You got Spotify, don't get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Spotify, even with ads, is not nearly what it was like to sit yeah, there. I'm totally fine with Spotify with ads. Like, I don't have to <laughs> start, find the right radio station and make sure the antennas are right. And then, yes. <laughs> more of a pain in the ass than spotify (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i miss tv antennas though because i just feel like tv should be free i feel like there's some parts of tv that really need to be free especially when i'm like helping my parents with their tv i'm like god she just wants to watch pbs and channel five that's it she doesn't care about the rest of this shit (laughs) can you please just give this to her like why does this have to be so difficult she doesn't need HBO Max and Paramount or anything. No. <laughs> just give her the PBS. She'll be good. Yeah, she just wants to watch Midsummer Murders. <laughs> Maybe the news. Like, like, just let her have it. Why are you doing this to old people? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I'm going to be old one day. Who knows what they'll change? Oh, God. I'm not even ready. I don't think I'm ready either. I don't, like... I'm still figuring out how to use these things. Hey, you, know? <laughs> you just upgraded from that flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> not long ago. Not long ago. And the only reason I had it is because my brother always gets the better one. So he's like, here, I know you're broke. You take my <laughs> old one. I do kind of miss the beeper, though. I never had a beeper. Oh, okay. A my dad gave me his old beeper when I was in high school because I couldn't have a cell phone. Oh, okay. See, I grew up in a family like we had like those little the little brick cell phones, right? But we only had one and it was the family phone. So only one person could leave the house at a time. Like, it was, <laughs> like here, you take the family phone and call us if anything happens. <laughs> sure, I was... I'm gonna signal like <laughs> I just think about it. At some point I used to have to go places without GPS and I was like, I don't know how I made it. Yeah, I don't either. I remember I used to have to go on like MapQuest or something and like print all that, print it out and like just put yeah. it in the seat next to the, yeah, I'm like <laughs> where they going? And then I almost hit shit while I'm looking <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I don't even know how I got through. I don't know how I got anywhere without directions or, you know, without GPS now. Like I don't even, like if I didn't come home every day, I probably would forget where I live. So yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I, I know I would just get to a point of like, well, I don't know how to get back to my house that I currently have. So I'm just going to get a house here. And this is my new neighborhood. Like, <laughs> this is where I live now. This is just where I live now. This is <laughs> how life happened. And how do we get around with like not being able to contact other people all the time? Because at some point you have a cell phone, you have anything. So it's like you're just out and about not being able to talk to anybody. You have to wait till you get home. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like you got to make plans ahead of time. Like we're going to meet in the food court next to the McDonald's and you got to be there at 345. 
you're yeah. not like we'll wait five minutes and if you're not there we're leaving like yeah you're just stuck out and you can't call them and find out where they are because the only no. thing available is a payphone and you can't just call a payphone <laughs> uh yeah i think if you just if you have the ability to just call a payphone you look more shady than you really are <laughs> like, yeah that's like, like ransom level shit of like i need you to put money in a dumpster behind the, <laughs> behind the Chinese restaurant oh i need to figure out do they even still have payphones i was watching catfish the other day i think i've seen them a few places but not many and the dude was like calling them from a payphone. I was like, is he calling from the past? <laughs> I was like, how is he catfishing you with a payphone? It sounds like a, this sounds like a, a catfish's version of like the notebook or something. <laughs> like calling from the past to tell you. Uh. That shit trips me out the most. Oh my God. You made me laugh till like tears came out. Okay. I'm, I'm that means the episode's going well I think <laughs> <laughs> well I've missed you I missed you a lot I missed that whole like group of people that I did comedy with back in the day I just like really felt like some things you and like Liam and Perio even though I didn't really talk to him but you know he was there and <laughs> I remember him. Yeah. and um, there being awkward as ever <laughs> yeah you know, I'll go, I'll go watch him. You know, I would go watch him when I would go out before do just because he was at um, Tyson's thing too. I was trying to remember who was on that show. It was Perio was on there and that country person. And I think one other person, but I can't remember who they were. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll watch Tyson because I knew him from back then. And I'll, you know, yeah. of course, Thomas is my baby. So I'll always watch him. Um, I keep up with him. Um, there weren't a whole lot of women from that I knew, I knew like Latrice, I think the second time I came around to comedy yeah. is when, when I met her um, and Charity, of course, it was just Charity, Linda. Those are the two women that I think I remember the most. I didn't really know any of the other ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there was a, there weren't a lot of female comics for a while. It was just like super, mostly a dude thing for a while. It seemed yeah. like. But like now there's a lot more female comics so many and that is also another it's another source of my intimidation <laughs> like, uh, was like at some point i was like one of the very few chicks and now there's like so, so many. many and i don't talk about the same stuff they talk about so that's like i don't ever know where i'm gonna fit in well from what i've seen i don't talk about the same stuff as i talk about because i'm not very brash you know, like I used to do a few more dirty jokes when I first started because that's what was funny to me at the time, but it's not so much now. So it's like, I'm like, is this what women talk about? I don't know. What. I, think what, I think that's fair though. Like if you're different from everybody else, that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Because everybody's doing the same style of stuff. It just gets boring. It's like, I don't have any Pornhub stories. <laughs> oh I, I do but that's a whole other <laughs> I don't have any stories about my vibrator <laughs> stuff like that I'm just like uh you know and I'm just sitting there because now now I'm full mom mode and I'm like oh, who talks about that why would you say Whoa, such a thing <laughs> what's crazy is some of them are moms too and they're still like <laughs> putting it all out in the wind you know yeah 
I'm like, um, what did I tell it? What did I say last time? I said, I'm like a freaky prude. It's like some things don't bother me, but I also don't want to talk about them out loud. But I did yeah. enjoy all my penis jokes back in the day. And y'all used to help me um, formulate my penis jokes very well. So it's funny to me because men, men were what's always the funniest, What's the funniest way you could have said that, by the way? You guys helped me form, formulate the penis jokes very well. Like, y'all helped me start with the balls up and we worked. <laughs> those are like, I had a lot of penis jokes because it was always funny to me when I was like dating and stuff that guys are more um worried about that than I was like I didn't really yeah. give a shit and so it was like there was their obsession so I was like now I'm gonna talk about it no yeah that's I can tell <laughs> like I never had a an obsession about that but I could tell other guys did through the girl that I was seeing at the time because she would always try to be over complimentary like oh you're so big I'm like just stop lying to me like let's just <laughs> let's just do what we came to do I don't care like you're here <laughs> I also don't I don't know how I feel about the guys who who warn pre-warn you like you know this is like this is what you're about to get and it's you know is you know little and oh. I'm just like, just let me, just let I was like, me. This is gonna go one way or the other. Just let me experience it for myself. Either way, you know, I guess you know, I could see the guys with the big ones trying to warn you, but the ones with the not so much. And they, <laughs> yeah. I know. I had this one guy ask me if I was if I could handle two inches, and I was like, serious though. <laughs> yeah. And in my mind, I'm trying to like, there's a ruler. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even what I'm worried about right now. I don't even know you like that yet. <laughs> so not only was he tiny, but he was a little too, a little too brash and out there with it. He's and a little cocky about that. <laughs> oh, he was ironically too cocky about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I talked to one guy and he's like, you know, I told you, like, you know, the rumors are true. And I was like, I think it's a white dude. And uh, I was like, the rumors are true. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what, were his, what were the rumors that he's saying are true? Well, I guess because I'm black, I'm supposed to have different expectations about what I'm about to get. Yeah. If I was with a black person, than if I'm with a white, <laughs> a white guy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, if I was around, I'd be like, bro, you can talk for yourself. I don't want to. <laughs> You don't need to make this an actual dick measuring thing. Like, well, it's like, thanks for oversharing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's too much to tell somebody. That's... I don't need to know. There's a girl, there's a woman, I think she's like one of those Instagram models or maybe she's important. I don't know. But she's got a tattoo of like a ruler so that she can see if people are telling the truth. And I'm so out of the dating game. I'm like, do people really sit there and have a conversation about how long this thing is i'm like why are we talking about that <laughs> yeah i've never had that before i tell you if i ever came across a girl who had a ruler tattooed on her arm would be like mm, you're taking this way too serious i'm gonna find another girl to hang out with i'm like who has time to do math like what? you know right <laughs> sitting there doing i gotta make sure i get the other stuff right i can't be converting inches and shit <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna bust out the Pythagorean theorem to get yeah I can't no. do that. <laughs> it's too much it's too much and I was like you know what I'm just gonna stay in hibernation yeah <laughs> to borrow to borrow your joke I'm gonna stay sometimes in hibernation it's safer that way Jen sometimes it's safer that way 
Seriously. God, I really, I really want that to become a thing. I'm not a joke stealer, so I'm of course I would not. Plus, I don't go on stage, but I, I that makes that's so funny to me. It's like <laughs> sexual hibernation. You have well, to write it. I'll work that out. I'll try to work that out. <laughs> Well, I've enjoyed talking to you the absolute most. Where, where are places that people can see you, find you? Ooh, ooh I gotta give you a rundown of my calendar real quick. You have an Instagram, a .com we can follow too? Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm working on my website right now, but if anybody wants to look for it, whenever I get it up, it's caseycoleman.com. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I uh, just look for Casey Coleman, and then a dude standing on stage at the Improv. Uh, this this guy. Um, <laughs> Instagram uh, Casey underscore Coleman underscore one. Okay. So that's how people can find me. Wanna come find me and say hello? Find out where I'm doing shows at. Um, and you've got a bunch of stuff coming up. And where are you going to be doing your headlining thing? this year uh, or arena that is hold on let me look up the date that's at the end of the year kind of it's in september my phone's being stupid i told you i'm still figuring this thing out <laughs> september 16th and 17th comedy arena in mckinney okay. and i've got a bunch of other stuff i'm at hyenas dallas this coming weekend and Hitting the road after that, uh, I'll be kind of all over the place. So. Okay, you're going on the road too. Where are you going off to? Uh, not next week, but the week after, I'm going to Little Rock, and then I've got just a run of all the Looney Bins. Uh, so like Little Rock, Tulsa, Wichita, just sporadically through the next month. I'll be I'll probably be in Waco next month too. That is um, really cool. Look at you. Oh, I also have a. Uh, uh, show uh addison improv march 9th it'd be dope if people came out to that too so okay and that's a that's a fun place to be too okay and then your netflix special comes out in 2023 is that right uh it would be nice if they we're just gonna yeah let's manifest it and get it out in the world yeah it's gonna be on comedy central in like january 2023 it's gonna be on pornhub that's where i'm I mean, shoot for your goals, man. (laughs) Well, I will post some things about Casey on my website, www.abiggirlsguide.com. And of course, um, on my Instagram and the Facebook page. And I enjoyed you, Casey. Thank you so much. I had a blast. blast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Bye. Anytime. (laughs) Bye.